baby. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, everyone. That was my performance of Redbone by Childish Cambino. I will be dropping the audio on SoundCloud mm-hmm. this weekend. So please be looking out for it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode nine of. And that's on narcissism. I am Willa. And I'm Brenna. I realized, looking back on our previous episodes, that we only introduced ourselves in the first episode. <laughs> and um, we always complain that our first episode has way more listens than the rest of our episodes because the audio quality in that one is awful. But then I realized anyone who's not joining on the first episode and is just choosing a random episode to listen, you have no idea no who we idea. are. <laughs> I know it's kind of funny, but um, now you know. So. so that voice is Willa, my voice is Brenna, and there's no other way to introduce ourselves. We're 15-year-old nobodies. Yep. All right, Intro. Brenna and I have, I feel like this episode is just not working out for us. It's not. We've tried to record this probably at least three times mm-hmm. by now. And um, now we're finally recording, but Willa forgot to bring the mic. <laughs> well, no, she she remembered the mic. I remembered the mic. She forgot the cord. <laughs> okay, you're, put, you're making me seem like I'm irresponsible. Well, I mean, this is the second time this has happened. Okay, but I'm not irresponsible. I just That's have true. a lot on my plate, Brenna. She's okay. not irresponsible. I just reminded her to bring the mic five times and she <laughs> forgot the cord. Anyway, so we're recording it's this... It's an honest mistake. ...on the computer audio this time. Hopefully it's not too bad. Also, the other day, my dad came into my room after he listened to one of our episodes and he was like, oh, I love the episode, but maybe be a little bit nicer when you're answering people's questions at the end of the episode. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you were kind of making fun of some of their questions. And I was like, dad, those are random automated questions from our app. Those aren't real people. So I thought I should clarify that we're not bullies. Right. If you've been a longtime listener of our podcast, you've heard us talk about this before. But to summarize, we use the app Telenim so people can submit questions to us anonymously. But the problem with Telenim is that it uses bots to send us auto-generated questions. So like, probably at least 80% of the time, the questions are auto-generated and we can tell when that's the case. So if we're making fun of a question, it's because a bot sent it, not a real person. And we'll be sure to clarify when we're answering a question if it was a bot or a real person. Maybe we will make fun of a real person question. (laughs) You never know. Unpredictable. (laughs) First, we're going to start off kind of touching on some topics slash questions that you guys gave us on our Instagram, which you should go follow if you're not. So, let's kick it off. The first answer, or the first topic we received was me um, from our friend Naya. Okay, moving on. And then, favorite ice cream flavor. <laughs> oh, vegan chocolate chip cookie dough. Mm, I agree. Cookie dough is my favorite, it's too. It's really good. And then Naya also said Naya as another topic. Um, 
Thank you, Naya, for your submissions. Moving on. Oh, this is kind of this is kind of um, heavy already. <laughs> we went from favorite ice cream flavor to. <laughs> okay, so another one of our friends said the concept of be kind to everyone when it comes to racists, homophobes, etc. So I think what she's kind of getting at, what she's kind of getting at is, should we be nice to people who are hateful towards certain groups? Yeah. And I think the answer to that is that you shouldn't, like, tolerate their hateful behavior. But I think you should still treat them, like, as a human being. Because, as Michelle Obama once said, when they go low, we go high. So it means that you kind of, you need to have dignity and you need to treat them with respect. But you shouldn't respect their hateful opinions. That's what I think. No, exactly. I think it's a fine line between almost endorsing that and, like, Mm -hmm. just allowing hateful things to be said. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay to respectfully share your opinion and say why you disagree with them. But I don't think you need to be outright mean. At the end of the day, if you want... I mean, the goal is to have a good conversation with them. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to get anywhere if you're being mean. Exactly. I think the only thing that could change their perspective or, you know, allow them to become less hateful is if you respectfully explain to them, you know, why it's not okay. Right. Okay, another one of our friends said school and social life during COVID. Yeah, so how is your... I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fun fact. My personality has... I don't have a personality. Um, (laughs) I keep taking my Meyer Briggs personality test, and it changes every time. Mm -hmm. And... I don't have a definite personality, and I think I'm seriously blaming COVID because wow. I feel like my personality has completely changed since COVID to the point where I don't know who I am anymore, <laughs> but I'm not mad at it. I don't mind it. Yeah, I think it's just like part of our evolution during these trying times. Yeah, um, right. I, I didn't do much before COVID, <laughs> <laughs> but during COVID... Oh man, school just has this completely different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a complete lack of energy. Yeah, Brenna and I are going to school half days at uh-huh. this time. So we're done by noon. Yeah. But like you said, it's really weird. It's a weird energy. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard because, you know, participation in everything, whether it's in class or in like an extracurricular, has really gone down. And I seriously. I think it's an after effect of like Google Meets because mm. when the teacher asks a question, no one wants to unmute to answer it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that energy is carried over into in-person school as well. Yeah, no, it's really, it's interesting actually. I I will be looking forward to studies about this. Mm-hmm. It would be really interesting to see impacts on kids and teenagers. But social life wise, I was so busy with sports before COVID to where... Like, all of my socializing was with who I was doing athletics with. Mm-hmm. So now, I mean, it's it's just very different because, I don't know, I feel like maybe you're kind of more deliberate with who you hang out with, which is kind of a good thing because I know, if, I mean, a lot of families are really careful. So, I mean, you definitely have to 
you're more intentional, I think, with who yeah. you're hanging out with. And I feel like that kind of brings people together. Yeah, that's a good way, way of looking at it. There's yeah. a lot of good, there's a lot of bad, but we're moving forward, so that's good. I agree. Next, we have a question that says, toxic friends. Here are my two cents on toxic friendships or relationships. More friendships, though. I've never had, like, an extremely toxic friendship. Okay, I, ha- I have had friendships which um, just weren't the best fit for me, yeah. I guess, to put it in a way. And I remember I felt really bad about leaving those friendships and I felt really guilty about it but I think at the end of the day as long as you're respectful about it and as long as you're nice about it and you've done everything that you can Mm -hmm. you have to prioritize your own mental health and your own um feelings because if you're not happy in a friendship or in a relationship it's not it's not fair to the other person either Mm -hmm. it's not fair to you and it's not fair to the other person because it's not genuine so i think you just have to get past feeling bad about you know leaving a friendship as long as you do it kind of civilly i think yeah i think it's important to prioritize your feelings because like i said it's not fair to people on both sides Yeah, I completely agree. I've been really lucky with my friendships, and I've never um, had a friend that I would consider toxic. There have been friendships that I've kind of grown apart from, Mm -hmm. or we've just become less close. And I think in that situation, it's kind of recognizing how you feel about the person, and if you're excited to hang out with them, or like if it feels more like a burden to hang out Mm, with them. Um, That's a really good point. Yeah, thank you. I think it's also, especially because I'm an introvert, and it can feel burdensome. Mm -hmm. Is that a word? Burdensome? Yeah. Yeah. Burdensome. Yeah. (laughs) It can feel that way to hang out with people a lot of the time. I think especially as an introvert, you have to prioritize the people who, like, make you feel energized and happy Mm. to hang out with. And I think that's, like, a... A good way to tell if that friendship is right for you or not. Yeah, I know. That's a really good point. But I think whenever you leave a friendship, it's important to recognize the things that you've learned Mm -hmm. and the good things about it. Because it's so easy to just focus on the bad and why you left it. But I think the, the key is just kind of... Thinking about everything that went right and maybe telling that person, like, hey, I really appreciate everything you taught me. I appreciate doing this with you, yada, yada, yada. Because then, you know, you're kind of leaving it in a good headspace, I feel like. For sure. I know um, I was cleaning out my closet the other day and I was looking through all of my notebooks. I used to be a notebook hoarder. And, oh man, I've seen things I can never unsee. Let me tell you, uh, songs I've written that will never leave me. Anyway, I digress. There was this one book that I was given that was like a prompted journal book, and I didn't really use it much because prompted journaling isn't really my thing normally. But one of the questions was, who do you have the most fun with and why? And at that time, I wrote a friend that I'm not, um, because this was a few years ago, I wrote down a friend that I'm not that close with anymore. And, you know, I haven't really connected with her in a while. But it was really interesting to see me, like, 
write down her name and explain the things that we've done together. And that just kind of made me realize, like, wow, at, at least um, for a while, I did have a lot of fun with that person. And I mm. think that's super valuable. Like, I don't regret that at all because mm-hmm. this person made me very happy at at least one point in time. And so I think that even if you've grown apart, you shouldn't necessarily regret a friendship if it did offer you those things at one point. No, that's a really good point. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, I at the end of the day, you know what we say, communication is key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, if you feel like your friendship isn't heading in the right direction say something don't Mm -hmm. just ghost them don't just drop it right away without saying anything Mm -hmm. i've done that before and it's (laughs) not good i mean like i i i don't have regrets about leaving certain friendships that i have but i have regrets about how i left them Mm. because i know i could have done it in a lot better way and could have communicated a lot better yeah that's a good way of describing it don't regret the good times just rejoice (laughs) over wait (laughs) mic drop anyways thank you that was like noah sendeo's like award oh yeah oh yeah what is it what are we oh my gosh i listened to that again the other day it's not what what you've done oh Oh, yeah it's not not what what you've you've done done. it's what what you you do with what what you've done done for others oh yeah yeah (laughs) it's not what you've done it's It's what what you you do with with what what you've done done for others thank Thank you dang how do we have that down (laughs) no but i mean brenna and i luckily have had pretty good friendships Mm -hmm. i think over the years for sure and it's okay to grow out of I mean, you change as a person. Mm-hmm. You can't expect to be friends with the exact same people all of your life. And you yeah. can't feel bad about that. I mean, people change. People go in different directions. Just try to be nice about it and try to communicate well. I yeah. Think. But one thing I have found is that some of my friends, I get along a lot better with them when they're with groups of people. Mm, yeah. And then I'm not as well when it's just myself and them yeah which i think is very interesting and i wonder why that is but i don't think that's a completely terrible thing i think that i mean i like i have friends that i didn't really connect with a lot during covid Mm -hmm. but once you know things have kind of picked back up it's like oh we've picked up right where we left off and when you're with that group everything is kind of normal seeming Mm -hmm. so i think it's actually that kind of dynamic is really interesting yeah it is i think there's friends that you know there's some friends that you might not you know invite over to your house but you have a lot Mm -hmm. of fun with them at school and that doesn't mean the friendship is like less valuable it just means that it's different so yeah i think that's a really good point to make yeah okay moving on performative activism wow we're really bouncing around yeah we are performative activism i think honestly if you have social media we've all in some scale have participated in performative activism yeah i agree like even if it's the tiniest bit of you that reposts something just because you feel like you should be reposting it because you want people to think that you care Mm -hmm. i think we all do that Yeah, I agree. I think it's really difficult because, you know, 
there's really no way to know how much people are acting mm-hmm. on what they advocate for on social media. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, if you're not familiar with the term performative activism, I think it's pretty self-explanatory in the name, but it just means that it's normally on social media mm-hmm. and you're posting things about a certain topic, but then not acting on it in real life. You just want other people's yeah. approval. Yeah. You want to look like the right the exactly. best person. Exactly. You're talking about a topic just to make it seem like you care when you really are just doing it to further this idea that you're an activist or something Mm -hmm. like that which I don't know is I mean I've found myself like even if I really care about a topic I guess I find myself reposting things but not because I think it's gonna do anything Mm. but just so people think that I am doing something in some way. Yeah. When it's not that I don't care about it. I really do. Mm-hmm. But deep down, I know that it's not going to really have much of an effect. Because yeah. most like my most of my followers kind of agree with, I think, mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Or yeah. their opinion probably isn't going to be changed. Yeah. Because I have, like, I don't have a lot of followers. I mean, I just follow people I know. And yeah. likewise. So... I don't know. It's really interesting, though. Yeah, it's really difficult. Sometimes it's tempting to be, like, everyone posting on social media about a topic is just looking for that validation. Mm. But at the same time, social media is super important Mm -hmm. to, like, spread messages about certain topics and to inform people about important issues. And so it is a super helpful tool. So on one hand, like people who don't post about those things they could be doing everything in real life they Mm -hmm. could still be signing petitions or going to you know peaceful protests and stuff like that but at the same time if you can utilize your social media to help spread the word about a topic that's important to you even if you have a really small audience right just people that you know i think it's important as well So there's, like, Mm -hmm. this fine line. I think everyone chooses to advocate for what they're passionate about in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that social media definitely has a place in that. No, for sure. And um, I don't think there's one right way to do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like you said, even if you have the tiniest following, you know, and all of the people that follow you are like-minded then maybe someone will still learn something new. You know, that's how that works. But I think we just have to keep in mind that everything we see on social media is not entirely real. Mm -hmm. Social media is a highlight reel, as we talk about. Mm -hmm. And so I think you just have to keep in mind that maybe someone who is posting, it's not very genuine, or maybe maybe if someone isn't posting... They actually are doing maybe more than you, and you just don't know. So I think right. you have to be really cautious about judging things purely yeah, off of social media. I definitely agree. And I also think it's super easy to get burned out on social media activism. Mm-hmm. It's common for all of us to like become burned out um, when advocating on social media, but I don't think that you care about that cause any less. I think we all need to take breaks from that sort mm-hmm. of thing, if that makes sense. No, yeah, I think it's important to, yeah, once again, be prioritizing, you know, your mental health while also, you know, doing what you can. Mm-hmm. So it's a balance. Baby.
like your style. Um, guys, this is a very quick change in topic, but mm-hmm. Brenna and I have really been exploring our... <laughs> Wait, that sounds... No, we've just been thinking a lot about our love languages. Brenna, what's your love language? Okay. If you don't know what your love language is, it's essentially what makes you feel the most loved. And mm-hmm. so there are a lot of different love languages. There's acts of service. So when people do things for you, there's physical touch. There's words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. There, um... Receiving gifts. Yeah, gifts. That's a big one. But Quality any- time. Oh, yeah, time. That's a good one. Which, I mean, obviously, for most of us, we all enjoy those things. But it's mm-hmm. kind of the one that really gets to you. That really makes you feel loved. Yeah. What's yours, Brenna? Well, I took the quiz, and it was words of affirmation, but, um, well, how about you say yours, and then we'll delve into okay. our thoughts. Brenna, you're so cool. Brenna, you are so kind. Oh, wow. Do I feel loved right now? <laughs> Mine is, well, mine's definitely physical touch. Well, like, oh, I love getting massages, like head massages, or mm-hmm. I love just, like, hugging someone. Like, I don't know. I just yeah. really crave that. And what I think is interesting is that I've been thinking more about my love language, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's not actually words of affirmation, Mm. because I feel like when I was taking the quiz, subconsciously, I kind of selected the answers that are, like, what I received the most. And Mm. I feel like of all those things, like, words of affirmation is, like, what I receive most commonly, Mm. and it does make me feel very loved, but then I was thinking about it, and, like, physical touch like when someone puts their head on my shoulder or something like that ah, i just feel so loved <laughs> right or like acts of service is like will and i's inside joke now because we <laughs> give each other's phones to i don't know i can't really explain <laughs> it but then like quality time is amazing I love receiving gifts. It makes me very happy. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, you radiate gift energy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I feel like gifts are gifts are a big one for me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I have digestive issues. <laughs> Welcome back to our podcast in which we overshare consistently. <laughs> hey, guys. Let us know what your uh, love, love languages are in actually, our Actually, I'm curious. We, we should actually put that on our story. What's your love language? Yeah. That would be really cute. Yeah. Yeah. My love language is um, someone sliding into my DMs on Instagram. It has <laughs> the seventh unknown love language. <laughs> it's never happened to me before, but uh, you never know. <laughs> Brenna, you're just sounding desperate. I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sometimes I slide into Brenna's DMs on our podcast account. Mm-hmm. Did it make you feel loved? Yeah. And then also another one of my friends, we have this book club account that we share <laughs> She slid into my DMs on that. She said someone has hacked this book club account and they want to know they want to let you know that you're hot or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's that's really funny. It did make me feel loved. Though. Yeah, man. Other topic: mental health, food, fashion, favorite movies, love yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lily. Yeah. Favorite movies. Well, um, I actually <laughs> I rented this movie and accidentally only got halfway through before my trial expired. I mean, not my trial before the rent expired on it? Amazon Prime. But I need to re-rent it and finish it because I was really enjoying it. It's called Norwegian Wood, and mm. it's based off the book by Haruki Murakami, which mm. is a book that I really like. 
and um, it's a Japanese movie. The cinematography is just gorgeous. Mm. It's pretty much exactly like I imagined the book. And I would definitely, definitely recommend it. Honestly, a recent watch that we watched together, actually, Amelie, it was so good. Mm -hmm. I loved that movie. It's a French movie. It is. If you haven't seen it, it's on Prime, and you definitely should. It's... It's, really it's just cute. something like I've <laughs> never seen before. Yeah. It's so interesting. I really enjoyed it. I did fall asleep halfway through because <laughs> fun true. fact, guys, I I don't have narcolepsy, but <laughs> I cannot stay awake during movies. Yes, it's impossible. <laughs> it's actually really frustrating because I have sometimes I really, really love the movie. But I can't stay awake. Mm. And then I wake up when it's over and my family has to explain it to me. Yeah, I've had to explain to her what what happened. But then I'm not sure at what point she fell asleep. So it's just it's kind, kind of, of a battle because then I'm like, <laughs> I saw that, Brenna. I didn't see that. And then I'm like, what? But no, it's really, it's hard being like me. <laughs> well, another one of my favorite movies. I really like the movie Isle of Dogs. It's an mm. animated movie. It's very quirky hmm. um it's by the same i think it's like directed or from the same studio as fantastic mr fox mm. something like that which yeah. is another movie i really like wait fantastic mr fox that's a. Uh... that's wait one second it's what's his name Yeah, Wes Anderson. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wait, it's Isle of... I don't think Isle of the Dogs is Wes Anderson. Oh. Wes Anderson. Yeah, Oh, the is. story's by... Yeah. Okay, so the story of Isle of the Dogs is by Wes, Ander- Wes Anderson, who directed um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Both very good. <laughs> I still like Big Hero 6. Big Hero I've 6 is I've watched it, so like, good. three times. I love it. I need to watch it again, though. Mm. Um, it's a great comfort movie. Even though it's kind of not comforting. Because there's it's, it's kind of dark and sad in some ways. It's really good. Um, Willa and I watched Ten Things I Hate About You really a good. little while ago. That was amazing. Um, some of more of my favorites. Coraline. Mm, I still haven't watched. You it. still haven't. <laughs> yeah. Cor- okay. Coraline. I. It's probably top three for me. There's something. It's so incredible. The animation is insane. It's very dark, mm-hmm. but it's it's just so interesting. I really, really love it. And the colors and the characters, obviously this is a book before the movie, but I just, it's been something that I've loved since I was like seven, which I probably shouldn't have watched it at seven because it was <laughs> kind of scary. Right. But man, I just find it so interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely should watch it. Yeah. What else? I I have a bad time remembering movies Me when too. I'm on the spot. Um, obviously things like like Lady Bird, mm-hmm, so good. good. Comfort movie, Book Smarts, really good. I love Saoirse Ronan. Apparently, yeah. obviously. <laughs> also, Little Women was. I thought mm-hmm, that movie was. I loved it. Oh, this is talking about the twenty. Was it twenty nineteen version? Yeah. Man, just okay. If you haven't seen Little Women, this probably won't make sense. But probably my favorite thing about Little Women was the lighting in it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so fascinating how 
when it was the when when they were referring back in time yeah it was just this warm glow it everything was, it felt was... like nostalgia like the lighting they used when it was a flashback in the movie it had the sense of nostalgia and i think that was amazing yeah and then when it was current it was just kind of gray cool toned and mm-hmm. i thought that was such an incredible touch on Greta Gerwig's part. She's a genius. Yeah. One of my favorite directors. I love that movie. I liked The Farewell. It has Aquafina in it. Oh. Um Aquafina's so cool. I did like Titanic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Guys, Brenna loved Titanic. I did. It's <laughs> like honestly my biggest uh character flaw. Yeah, it's kinda funny. Oh, this movie is so hard to watch. But is honestly one of the best movies I've seen is Beautiful Boy. Yeah, with Timothy Chalamet. And man, that, I mean, you have to really be in a good mental state to watch that movie because it is a hard watch. It's about drug addiction and it is, the acting is phenomenal though. And it has Steve Carell, which is, was really interesting to see him in a really serious role mm-hmm. when obviously he's like, everyone knows him from the office, but yeah. man, it was heartbreaking, but it was just so well done. I would definitely recommend it. And it makes you, it, I learned so much from watching that movie and it was, yeah, I definitely recommend it. Also on Prime. <laughs> Shout out Prime. <laughs> Except no to Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Except funny. I think he's actually stepping down from Amazon. He is. He's yeah. rich enough. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, I think I think we've covered quite a lot of movies. Love. <laughs> I don't know. None of it. None of it here. I want to know. I want to know, 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 know. What is love? Okay, we're uh, going to cut that out. <laughs> no, I have editing control. No. I'm keeping that in. No. <laughs> okay, someone said your definition of love. Everyone wants to know Wait, our someone, opinions on love, someone put... our relationship <laughs> advice. We have none. We have none. What is our definition, definition of love? I think love is when you... I want to know. I think love is you love someone when you'd be willing to put their needs above yours. I'm not saying you should always do that, but I think right. if you, when you love someone that much, you're like, I will sacrifice anything for them. Wow. Yeah, probably so. I honestly have no <laughs> idea. I mean, love, love is a series of chemical reactions. Um, but, you know. <laughs> so I hate when people say that, though. You know uh-huh. how it's, like, the characters who are, like, too cool for love yeah. and, like, movies are, like, love is a series of chemical reactions. I don't believe in love. But, like, what are we if it's not, like, all of our emotions are chemical reactions? Honestly? What? No, honestly? Wait, actually, I just thought of this. Like, our entire, like, it's almost like our entire goal in society is to feel loved. Yeah. And to be in love. Yeah. That's depressing. And we don't have it. That's depressing. We're okay. Well, that's okay. Thanks, whoever wrote that. (laughs) Well, luckily, after that depressing conversation, Clara's here to save us. Clara says, discussion on hot glue versus gorilla tape. (laughs) 
Honestly, both are really annoying. Gorilla tape <laughs> sticks to itself. Hot glue burns you and just is really stringy and yeah, messy. Yeah, hot glue is kind of overrated, I it feel like. It definitely is. I feel like a good liquid adhesive is the best way to go. I agree. Rubber cement that gives you a headache. Oh, yeah. Rubber cement. Okay. <laughs> Podcasts you're Wait. listening to lately. Um, I've been listening to... Emma Chamberlain's podcast, Anything mm-hmm. Goes. It's really good, guys. I would definitely recommend it. You, I, I mean, if you're listening, you probably have heard of Emma Chamberlain. And, I don't know, she just has a very intimate side of her on that podcast. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listened to that for a while, too. I haven't listened to it in a hot minute, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll have to get back to that. I've been listening to, there's a YouTuber that I really like, Leia's Field Notes, mm. and I like listening to her podcast. It's, she does uncut candid episodes is what she calls them, so they're definitely long, they're kind of all over the place, but it's very therapeutic to listen to, because I really love her. Um, I have I been to listen. listening to, you know, like the default crime podcast, Serial. Um, mm-hmm. It just kind of... It looks at a certain case and investigates if the accused was really guilty or not. It doesn't mm-hmm. focus on, like, the scary part of crime if you're not into that. It's pretty interesting. And finally, I found a podcast the other day called Breathe in Korean. And I'm sure they have similar podcasts like this for other um, languages as well. But because I'm learning Korean, it's really helpful. The podcast host chooses poems or quotes from books and reads them once in Korean and then once in English Mm. and her voice is like very calming so it kind of helps you relax you like learn you know some new quotes but you can also practice um you know Korean comprehension so that's been pretty nice Minecraft honestly guys let me tell you if I had to pick one game to play and I was stuck on a deserted island it would definitely be minecraft wow (laughs) (laughs) okay here's the thing minecraft is so nostalgic to me i never had like an xbox i never had any kind of anything to game with because my parents didn't let me (laughs) um and so i would go over to my friend's house and she had a xbox 360 and we would play minecraft and it was so fun and so i recently Played a little bit of Minecraft um, on <laughs> something that's not meant to play Minecraft on, actually. It's like a programming Arduino if you do robotics. <laughs> and No, it's on a ro- it's a Raspberry Pi, not an actual Raspberry Anyways, I'm not going to get into the technical aspect of things. <laughs> but let's just say I had a little fun and I, I really do enjoy it. I think it's so calming. The opportunities are endless with Minecraft. Yeah. I I agree, even though I have never played Minecraft. (sighs) I remember my brother tried to get Minecraft, tried to get into Minecraft for a while when he was in like third or fourth grade, right when it was getting big. And, um, you know, I'd go over to my friends' houses and they'd be playing it, but I'm I'm just not a gamer, guys. Mm -hmm. I have to be honest. I couldn't game if I tried. Yeah. So, uh, sadly, I missed out on that part of childhood. Mm Mm-hmm. Next. This question is our last question, and I don't know why I find it so cute, but it's favorite restaurants slash cafes with a little planet emoji, like a little Saturn emoji. I love it. Sadly, you know, I've been looking- Boogerville! What? (laughs) What is that? 
Booger Burgerville. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Start over. Um. So sadly, I'm obsessed with cute cafes, but sadly, there's not really any near me. Mm-hmm. I just want a cafe culture like Korea's. Honestly, I would oh my die to have cafes like that near me. Insane. But there's none near me, so I don't really have any cafe recommendations. I'll keep you posted um, <laughs> when I travel more. <laughs> Maybe just, how about we give, because it's not going to make sense to a lot of people if we say specific restaurants, but we mm-hmm. can say like cuisines we like. Yeah, I like pretty much every Asian cuisine, um, including like Middle East cuisines, Indian cuisine. I love cuisine. I love Greek food, Cuban food. I like wellness food. <laughs> wellness food. It's a whole different cuisine if you ask me. It's like vegan cuisine. <laughs> right? Like vegan and like juices. <laughs> And a lot of green stuff. Right. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I really like French cooking. Yeah. I think that's... There's just... Man, it's just an art, French cooking. Right. When I was really into cooking, I started reading The Art of French Cooking, Ooh. the book. It's like obviously one of the most well-known cookbooks by... Um... Why am I literally forgetting her name? Wait. This does not look good. <laughs> It's Simone Biles. Oh, yeah, Julia Child. Guys, that's so embarrassing. I can't believe I forgot <laughs> Julia Child. Please leave that. Um, and I would literally read it. Just, like, read it. As a, like as if you were reading a novel. Wow. That's how that's artistic impressive. it was. It was just so interesting. I like Scandinavian food. Mm. I haven't had it a lot, but there is a Scandinavian place near us that I that we occasionally go to for breakfast. Mm. And so I have a lot of Scandinavian ancestors, so my grandma sometimes makes those dishes. Like mm. Abelskiver or little mm. like Scandinavian pancakes. Pancake mm. balls. They're really good. Yeah. Pretty much any cuisine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was our last question. Well everyone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. That was mm-hmm. kind of all over the place, but we had really fun. Mm-hmm. Drink water, eat your food. No, wait. <laughs> eat your food. <laughs> no, just uh, take care of yourself, Bays. Yes, please. We love you so love much. You we appreciate much. every single one of you. You don't know how much you mean to us, seriously. And also, please let us know your love languages. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.